Episode 203 of the Hob Nation USA podcast. And after weeks and weeks of teasing and letting on and promising and doing all kinds of things, we're finally back out in the wild. Tonight, we're at Lincoln Ave Brewery. And thank God. Yeah. Thank all that is holy and decent. <laughs> we're back out in the wild. We're out again. But uh, yes, it's me, Steve. And this is Adam. Uh, we do have our, our tracking tags on us. So right. So that the Game Commission can see where all we go. Bill Gates activated our chips and said we could go out in the wild. <laughs> so here we are. We're at Lincoln Avenue Brewery, right in the heart of Bellevue. And we are joined by Grant and Lisa. Say hello. Hey, guys. What's going on? Hi. We're back in the wild. We love it. It's good to be out in the wild. This is, this is honestly so exciting to be able to sit at a table with brewers, talk shop again, in-house. I'm done with Zoom. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm done with it. We're, I know we're going to be doing it again from time to time, but I'm done with it. Yeah. I don't want to yeah, do it no more. Zoom, Zoom misses just so many, so many things on the list of human interaction. And this is one of the things that we've missed more than anything during COVID is that human interaction and people being out and smiling and drinking beer and eating food and hanging out and talking about whatever. Right. Uh, you can't, you can't uh, get that. Talking about beer. Talking about <laughs> beer. But but you can't get that on a Zoom call. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. It salves the soul to sit at a table and drink a beer with friends. Yeah, indeed. And so just for a little background, Lincoln Ave was supposed to be our brewery episode before we went on lockdown. Yes. So this is this is a makeup rain delay. <laughs> this is the longest rain delay. <laughs> Damn, you guys are late. <laughs> We've been trying to get here for a year and a half. <laughs> been trying to. Government said no. <laughs> But yeah, so we we thought it was only appropriate that our very first brewery show back was with Grant and Lisa down here at Lincoln Ave. And we're happy to be here and we're happy that they allowed us to come in. So, yes. yeah. So welcome. Good to see you guys. You're welcome. Uh, and since we're here and we're here to talk about beer, we should probably get into the first beer that we're going to have for this segment. So, Grant, if you want to let us know what we're getting into. What the? What, yeah. What so this so this first one we're going to drink tonight is called Meat Amber. Um, it's a, um, it's a five and a half percent, um, pretty approachable amber ale, um, of, of note it's made with all CNC malt. So pale malt, Pilsner malt. Well, I shouldn't say all, there's a little bit of caramel crystals in there that, um, that was not from CNC, but the, the base malt and the Pilsner malt all from CNC, um, Cascade Centennial Warrior Hops. Um, super approachable, easy drinking, um, nice amber ale. Um, this is a kind of a staple here. I, uh, I will give some full disclosure to listeners. I snuck a little bit, bit of this before we hit the record button. And he got scolded for it. I got scolded Lisa. and correctly so. He <laughs> <laughs> <You> got told. <laughs> but I mean, I, I really like these malt forward beers and yeah, it's a winner. I mean, I don't have to beat around the bush on this one. This is a really good beer. If you like a good malty amber, yeah, get this one. Yeah, I'll totally agree with that. Uh, I, what I like about this one is it's not too sweet. Correct. Like there's a lot of amber beers that are very caramelly and sweet forward. This one isn't. It's pretty. It's actually pretty dry. And I don't know. I like that. I do, too. Yeah, this is a this is a far and away a winner. 
Excellent. Yeah, I, I use an English ale yeast in this, so it uh, it definitely brings out the malt um, and doesn't over accentuate the hop. So it's really a well balanced amber. So is this a beer that's typically on tap at most times whenever you come down, or just when available, or whenever the mood strikes you? <sighs> yeah, when when it's available. We've uh, we've had an interesting run through COVID. Um, you know, we've we've thrown some things at the wall to see if they stick. Um, some of them have stuck. Some of them haven't, obviously. Mm. Um, but yeah, Amber makes its way through the rotation pretty regularly. Good. Yeah. I, I, I'm glad to hear it because that means I get to drink it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's definitely an Adam style beer. He likes these. Uh, you know, you're also a big fan of the abjuration one as well. So it's true. Well, I, I just like ambers. What I know, can I I'm say? Just, I'm just saying there there are good ambers in Pittsburgh. If you're that kind of person, come check them yes, out. And I one's am. at Lincoln Ave, one's at abjuration. <laughs> make, make a day of it. Yeah. It's worth it. Pretty sure there's a good one down at Chris's house. So yeah. yeah. We just need to start an amber trail. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll see if we can get that into the passport for next year. Oh, I like that. We'll put a pin in that one. What you can't do is start an Amber Alert, though. Oh, jeez, Louise. <laughs> We're not even five minutes in. <laughs> I'm back out in the wild. <laughs> He's already working blue. I'm back out in the wild. <laughs> so, so you already mentioned it, Grant. COVID has taken a toll, as it has on everybody's brewery. And we've talked to some breweries throughout the year uh, about it, but we haven't heard your story. And yours is somewhat interesting because last time we talked to you, you guys were not even open yet. And then you opened... Uh, go back to episode 88. We're down here in February <laughs> before it was even open. You're serving us samples out of your growlers. But yeah, uh, eventually you opened in July 2019, which means you weren't even really able to celebrate your one year anniversary before COVID took uh, everything and turned it on its head for you. So, yeah, we had we had about seven months um, that we were open and we were we were really just hitting our stride. Um by March when, when the world kind of took a, a quick turn. Um, but you know, uh, it, it was, it, it was one of those things. So yeah, we didn't get to celebrate our one year anniversary, but we, we were able to kind of learn a lot of things through COVID grow in a lot of different ways that we didn't think we were going to, or that we ever would have to. Mm -hmm. Um, so COVID really made us kind of more cohesive as uh, as a team. You know, our team really rallied behind us. Our team, when I say team, it's a really small team. Um, but we were able to keep most of our people employed through COVID. Oh, that's Almost fantastic. all of them employed through COVID. Um, you know, we we really pivoted. So as, as you guys know, as maybe some listeners don't know, we have a kitchen here and we serve mm. food. So... Prior to COVID, we were doing maybe 30% of our sales were food. Well, here comes COVID and that completely reversed. So where a lot of breweries were pivoting and um, you know leaning into canning and other distribution models, we don't have that as an option. Mm -hmm. We don't have canning as an option. We have a very small system. We don't have the space or the capacity to can. So we had to pivot. We found, you know, we sold a ton of growlers. We went from 30% food to 70% food and a ton of takeout beer, but we only had growlers to, to lean on. So, mm -hmm. um, so we really had to pivot. Uh, there were times when we did, we did delivery in the early part of COVID. And if you ordered food from Lincoln Avenue Brewery, it was myself, it was her or my son, 
who would be at your door dropping off your food and beer. That's fantastic. Um, we just we did what we had to do, and and we're thankful really for the the community around us that really supported us during this because it was it was magical. It was just a it was a really special time um, to be in a small community brewery like this. Yeah. We we've heard that a lot uh, from a lot of different brewers that we've talked to. It's yep. the same thing where a lot of the neighborhoods and a lot of the towns came together and said you will survive this. Yep. You know, we will make sure of it, that you guys will get through this. Absolutely. And, yeah. and, the, and the story after story that we've heard of the support coming in, I like for Steve and I, we, we typically do some home brewing. We haven't home brewed in a year and a half. Right. Because it's turned into, we need to support the local breweries. So that everything went from our beer to everybody else's beer because they need it more than we do. Yeah. Yeah, and it was interesting. I mean, you know, there were there were there were times where not a day would go by that some person from the community wouldn't show up and bring us, you know, a box of cookies or a bag of cookies or or some little thing to just kind of lift us up mm -hmm. um, yeah. in the midst of that. Who'd have thought that COVID would bring out the best in humanity? <laughs> <laughs> especially, yeah. especially in communities. Um, but just to jump back for a little bit of uh, more context, Bellevue has been a dry town mm -hmm. uh, up until 2015. Yeah. Correct. So, like, yeah, Prohibition didn't end here, but you guys ended Prohibition in a way as being the first brewery in this community. So that's another reason for everybody to come together to back you because they haven't, one, they haven't had anybody else, and two, if they don't treat you well, they're going to lose you. <laughs> yep, right. Like, I... I pretty sure most people don't want that to happen <laughs> no no we have we have a pretty good support network out there and we we thank them every time they're in here good so is there is there anything that that you have uh taken from covid that you're going to continue on even after everything returns back to normal i mean we're hopefully very quickly reapproaching that but is there anything in terms of processes or a I would say functions or anything like that, that you're going to take and run with even after, after the pandemic is over. Um, yeah. I mean, there's a couple things. I think that um, one of them, one of the things that, that COVID has done just in general is show us that we have opportunities to keep our spaces a little neater and cleaner. Mm -hmm. um, well, but <laughs> yeah. No, what I was going to say is we, we from the very get go, because I'm a, crazy person always made sure that everything was clean and it was funny because when we opened back up people were like oh we're coming to you because we know you're keeping that place spotless like, mm -hmm. you know so which is funny so i mean yeah yeah but, but yeah. yeah so so there <laughs> there's that and and just you know we learned a lot about our food process as well um through covid we learned a lot of what people liked what people didn't like what people were looking for so we've we fine-tuned some things on that aspect. Mm -hmm. um, we've done some different things. Uh, I think I was mentioning before we got on the air, um, I started to barrel age some stuff during COVID. Um, so we'll look to keep a lot of that going. Um, but yeah, it's just, you know, we, we didn't really, we didn't really change a whole lot. You know, we didn't shift to canning. We didn't mm -hmm. shift to bottling or anything like that. So really we just, kind of had the opportunity to refine some processes that we had in place. Excellent. Yeah. So last episode, we spoke with uh, Scott Smith of East End Brewing, and we were talking about uh, mostly the Pittsburgh Brewers Guild, but we also touched on some of the things that East End did, especially during COVID, and one of them was the PA Loophole series of beers. 
Uh, we talked to him on his side of it, but I know your brewery has participated as well, and you have some loophole 4.0 to buy right now. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, how, how did that process come about? And obviously, because you're not canning, this was an opportunity for you to get some some sort of beer in can. Yeah, so so definitely kudos to Scott and, and Brendan out at East End. Um, they, they approached this in a way that really helped a lot of people. So being that we didn't have the opportunity to can, um, Scott sent an email out. God, I couldn't tell you when the first one was sent out. But just kind of, you know, testing the water to see if anybody would be interested in particip participating in it. And, you know, the name's great. It's a loophole in the, in <laughs> yeah. the LCB code <laughs> that I can't sell anybody else's beer to go. But if my name's on the label, which it is, through the collaboration process, that we can do that. So it was huge to be able to participate in that. And mm -hmm. we've participated in every level of that. Um, so if you're looking for PA loophole, stop by. I have some of the three and the four. Um, but fantastic beers. Um, definitely kudos to them at East End for, for even putting that together. That was very thoughtful of them and just kind of helped a lot of people. And, you know, when we help each other, all boats rise yep. and the craft beer community moves forward. So. A similar vein to where the community came together, the beer yep. community came together, you know, the the business side came together to make sure that everybody made it through as best as we could. Without a doubt. Right on. We already mentioned how you weren't able to celebrate your first year anniversary, but obviously it's looking pretty damn good that you're going to get your second year. <laughs> yes, so, we are. Do you have any plans for that that you want to let people know about or just, you know, things we, to get people excited for? We do. I'm, I'm going to actually let her... Let the cat out of the bag. Oh, is this an exclusive? It is. <laughs> yes. You guys are breaking an exclusive yes. story. I love it. That's what we like. <laughs> yeah. So we are going to be having on July 31st our outdoor. Um, we're going to close down the street and we're going to have an outdoor um, uh, festival-ish kind of thing. And we're going to have an east-west band. So my brother's in a band out in uh, California called Grandpa's Grass. So half of the band's coming in. And then there's... Um, another band here in Pittsburgh with guys that he used to work, uh, play with and they're going to be playing. So I'm really excited about that. Right on. Um, you know, it'll be fun to play. It's a good old fashioned block party. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And yeah, so we'll have, um, we'll have the street blocked off. We did an October fest back in October, obviously. Um, um, and we blocked the street off. We had socially distanced tables. Um, we had a band, we had food, we had, beer we had a we had a great time and people were coming out and saying oh my god thanks for doing this we needed to get out we needed mm -hmm. to hear live music um but we're gonna yeah july 31st we'll have uh an event out there june 19th we're doing this pretty much the same thing um i have a, a band called jimmy mack and the attack that'll be playing here from four to seven on the 19th saturday the 19th We'll have beer set up outside to sell. We'll have food, um, the whole nine yards. So we're looking forward to a real, a couple real fun events over the summer just to get people out and hearing music. And But our second anniversary um, is going to be on the 31st, and it's going to be a it's going to be a blowout. That's we're awesome. We're going to have a blast. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah, June 19th, come out here, and then June 20th, or July, July 31st. 31st. Yeah. Yep. And then come here a couple of times in between yeah get some sandwiches load up your uh beer guide get some stamps <laughs> but don't drink all the amber because i want some of that <laughs> 
So does that sound like a, the? I'll, I'll even call it a concert series. Is that something that uh, you guys would be looking to to do on a semi semi regular basis, even beyond your your anniversary blowout? Yeah, we're looking to do at least one more. We're looking to do at least three of them over the summer. Okay. And we'll block this block right here um, off. Music's really important to us and, you know, and community is really important to us. And this is a way to give back to the community as well. We'll just have a great time, bring people together and just have a good time. Music heals the soul and we need it right now. Agreed. Agreed on all accounts. And if you need to need a couple of street toughs to go make sure people are all right out there, talk to Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I gave up my security days a long time ago. <laughs> I say, don't talk to me because I'll be at the bar. <laughs> I gave up bouncing a long time ago. That ain't me no more. That ain't my life. Don't worry. Starlight brings everybody back in. So uh, talking about other events, uh, we're already looking at September uh, for Pittsburgh as far as just the return of beer fests. Uh, have you uh, Have you been contacted or reached out to anybody or are you looking at any beer fests in Pittsburgh coming up are you is that something you're excited to get back to I, I know not everybody is but so so here's the interesting thing um we have never well let me take that back we did pour at a kind of a small function shortly after we opened mm -hmm. but we have never been able to, i was going to do the big pour last year mm -hmm. um well not last year the year before right, right. Um, <laughs> 2020 didn't count that doesn't exist that, right right 20, a, 2019 <laughs> i was going to do the big pour every every and, time somebody says last year it's like writing the the wrong year oh, on a yeah, check yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so um yeah but 2019 i was supposed to do big pour mm -hmm. and all of a sudden one day my glycol chiller shit to bed mm. and I ended up dumping. Uh, I ended up dumping four barrels of beer down Ooh. the drain. Oh they, no! Yeah, because they they went up to um, hundred and hundred and some oh. degrees. Yeah, it was. Well, no, it was ninety something degrees because it was really hot in here. But they weren't Kvex, so they had um, to go. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So I, I just I had to I had to bow out of the big pour. So we have really never poured at a you know a real you know a major beer festival in Pittsburgh. Um, I've gotten a couple emails recently about some upcoming stuff, but I don't know. I don't know if they're all still on what's on, what's off. Um, it'll be interesting to see how it unfolds. We're still but in that will that period of fluidity. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but we, we certainly will look forward to, um, I would love for them to do the big pour again. That's usually our anniversary week mm -hmm. in September. Um, so we'll see. But yeah, we definitely want to get back out and, you know, we've been to a lot of beer festivals as drinkers or as drinker and um, driver. <laughs> no, not driver. Just, uh, you know, person that makes sure I don't get in too much trouble. Handler. <laughs> yeah. Handler. Thank you. That's that's a good way to put it. But yeah, we're we're hoping to get into a couple here this year or next year at the latest. Awesome. I, I look forward to that as well. Yeah, me too. It's a great great way to get out and have people try your product and try other people's products. I'd say as long as you bring that amber. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> You've man, already I'll had the, the amber. Try I'll something new. on the list. <laughs> I know is what I like. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, there's definitely some coming up here in Pittsburgh that, you know, like we said, we already know September is pretty packed. 
And then uh, we also talked last week with Scott about the traveling beer market that Beers of the Berg is putting on. Yep. And I don't know everywhere that that's going, but if it's, you know, in a west side neighborhood, I wouldn't be surprised to see Lincoln Ave and Abjuration and maybe a couple other people show up at that as well. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be good to see. So that seems like the kind of thing the Orox would be involved in. Too. Yeah, Orox. Yeah. They're, right They're also the Westside. Yeah. 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 <laughs> He's right here. <laughs> Half a mile from here. Yeah. So, yeah, don't be surprised if you see that coming up. Uh, is there anything else as far as returning back to normal that you're excited for as far as, I mean, like food service, um, anything else that you, know, you see on the horizon that you can't wait to get back to? Yeah, so once I'm looking forward to full bar service, you know, just not having to <laughs> just to be able to open back up and have everybody sitting at the bar. We haven't been able to do that yet just because of the size of our spot. So mm. if, so we had to keep tables at the bar. Mm -hmm. So we're really looking forward to just having people back to be able to talk to them at the bar. Sometimes it's the simplest things that have the Absolutely. most impact. <laughs> Absolutely. Really excited about that. So an interesting to go thing to go along with that is that that to-go law has been kind of held up, I believe. Really? Yeah. That you're, I didn't hear about that. That you're still allowed to do to-go uh, cocktails. So, so that does not apply to breweries. Okay. Then I'm yeah. wrong. <laughs> well, no, no, no. You're, you're right in yeah. that, in that, that was, that was carried out. Okay. But, um, G licenses. So brewery licenses, unless you have an R license. So okay. like Cinderland's has an R license, I believe. Mm, okay. I believe they have an R license. Okay. Um, there's a couple of the larger breweries mm -hmm. like, like Penn brewery. Yeah. They definitely have an R license. Um, they can serve, you know, they can serve cocktails to go. Okay. But any, any brewery that you go into that's only selling Pennsylvania products, they have a G license and you cannot, they did not extend that courtesy to us, unfortunately. Okay. I get I get it. <laughs> like I sort of get it now. Right. <laughs> That's always like a thing you have to ask somebody who's actually in the business to explain a little <laughs> bit more. Because I'm sure it's even more convoluted for right. them, but they have to learn it. <laughs> yeah, it's our licenses versus G license. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Say so they've already done the homework for us, for better yeah. or worse. Right, you know what right. I mean? <laughs> but you guys still have some fine cocktails that you can get here. To drink inside so <laughs> oh yeah yeah we have plenty of those yeah awesome well let's come back to the beer that we were drinking the uh, the amber can't i know well it's gone but you're <laughs> gone already <laughs> you can still say whether you know you liked it or not i mean <laughs> i mean if you've gotten to this point and you haven't figured out that i like this beer that's kind of on you mr or mrs listener <laughs> well maybe they were skipping forward well that, then go back and start from the beginning <laughs> maybe they're looking for a twist <laughs> No. Let the people know there's not a twist. <laughs> there is no twist. This is a good amber beer. It's got a good malt flavor to it. It's it's straightforward, and it is fantastic in what it does. It's a good-ass beer. I got yeah. nothing else to say about it. Appreciate that. It's a good-ass beer. I can say that, too. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's it's not a style that's, like, on top of my list, you know? But I it's sessionable. It's drinkable. Mm -hmm. It's definitely something I could see if there's an Oktoberfest out here on the streets. When? Yeah, when. <laughs> but right, you, right. Can you can definitely put you know a couple of those down and mm -hmm. break it up a little bit yeah, and feel good about yourself. Yeah, yeah. It's not. Yeah, it's not too heavy. It's not too sweet. That's what. That's what I really like about it is it's not too sweet because I've had some multi ambers that are like drinking like taffy and caramel pulls. Almost, <laughs> almost getting into maple syrup territory. A little bit. 
Oh, and the other nice thing with this beer is if you are a hardcore IPA drinker and you're, you're you know, crushing hops left and right, try this one for a round because it'll give you that good palate switch up. Yeah. Reset yep. your palate for a second. Yeah. And I think this would be a great beer for that as well. And if you're not a, an IPA head like me, drink it because it's not fully laden with hops. It's just a well-crafted beer with a, a you know, malt forward profile. Yeah. Like I said, this is good ass beer. Okay, cool. Well, we're going to take a quick little break and we'll come back segment two and we'll be talking a little bit more about Lincoln Ave, everything on the rise, and we're going to have a new beer by them. Stay tuned. First Sip Brew Box is a one of a kind subscription service for craft beer lovers based right here in Pittsburgh. Every month, First Sip will send you a box full of craft beer enthusiast essentials, including t-shirts, glassware, and even food. Right now, our friends at First Sip Brew Box have an offer for you. Just sign up for a three-month subscription and get your fourth month free. Just enter the code HOPUSA when you sign up at firstsipbrewbox.com. That's H-O-P-U-S-A at checkout to get your fourth month free at firstsipbrewbox.com. It's episode 203 of the Hop Nation USA podcast, and we're still here at Lincoln Avenue Brewery, right in the heart of downtown Bellevue, Pennsylvania. I'm still here with my co-host, Adam. That's right, because he's my ride. <laughs> <laughs> and we're also joined by Grant and Lisa of Lincoln Ave, of course. What's up again, guys? Hi. Welcome back. Thanks for not leaving us alone in your space. <laughs> <laughs> you would find a lot of empty bottles had you did that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, uh, yes, we're talking to Lincoln Ave, and of course, we're also drinking Lincoln Ave brews. And so, Grant, why don't you introduce us to the next Lincoln Avenue brewery? So, <laughs> so the, the second the second beer that we're going to drink tonight is um, it's a, a product of COVID. Um, so, you know, as anybody who has brewed or shopped or gone anywhere during COVID, everybody knows that supply chain has been a hot mess in just about every industry in the world. Um, same with the beer industry. So there were times when getting product took a little bit longer than anticipated, had to brew something. Um, this beer came out of an exact situation like that. So um, I needed to get some beer into a tank, looked around, I found out what I had, and I just scratched out a recipe on a piece of paper, plugged it into my software and made the beer and it turned out fantastic. Mm -hmm. So we really liked how it turned out. Um, we ended up calling it Quarantine Unmasked. <laughs> um, so it's a, a West Coast pale ale, six and a half percent. It's it's loaded up with Citra, Mosaic, Cascade, um, and then pretty aggressively dry hopped with some Mosaic and Citra as well. Um, really a nice kind of, in my opinion, a nice well-balanced, not huge IBUs. It's about 68 IBUs, I believe, is where it clocked in. Um, so it's not over the top. Mm -hmm. um, if you remember Bulldog from last time you guys were here, yep. 97 IBUs, mm -hmm. it's a little tamer than that. So <laughs> you, you might actually be able to drink this. <laughs> oh, I'm going to I'm going to drink it. Don't you worry about that. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I will say that one of the first things that I noticed was the nose on this beer. I mean, it's it presents itself very well. Like, hey, there's going to be hops in this. Get ready for it. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. Those, all those all those hops that are in there, they they kind of play well together and. Uh, you know, traditional kind of West Coast style. Mm -hmm. 
Um, an interesting note on this yeast is, uh, or on this beer is I used a Kvike yeast on this beer. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if you guys are familiar with those, but they, they really rip through a beer pretty quick. Mm -hmm. Um, so, uh, it, it kind of helps to speed that process up a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it still needs adequate time to rest and mellow and things like that, but it'll rip through a six and a half percent beer in, you know, 72 hours. Tops. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so it was a different strain of yeast than what I typically use for, you know, for Bulldog or any of those other, uh, bigger IPAs. So, so now that you've used it, is that something that's kind of come back into regular rotation for use? Yeah, it has. And I've actually, um, uh, I've actually used it on a couple other styles as well, just to kind of test them out. And I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. Mm -hmm. I don't use it in a lot, but, but you, you've, you've got it on reserve, so to speak. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, a lot, a lot of times those yeasts are used for uh, beers that you want to like hot firm because mm -hmm. it, it, the yeast is so strong, it can stand temperatures like above 90 degrees for fermentation. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. yeah, the Kvike yeast, I don't even hook it. I don't even hook the fermenter up to my chiller. Oh. I just I just let it go. Just let it ride. I just let it rip. And I'll come in, it'll be 95, 98 degrees. And it does not bubbling, care. Bubbling, blowing stuff all <laughs> over the place. You know. Yeah, it's pretty. It's it's. I, I like to call it an aggressive bitch. Mm -hmm. it, it, it literally, I mean, it. I've come in and stuff is just blown up all over the walls, all over the floor. Just making a scene. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it lets you know it's there. <laughs> nice. So, on to the beer itself. I, I, I see where you're coming from with having that. It, it is a bit more malty uh, than one would expect with just a straight-up West Coast IPA. Right. And I do appreciate that. <laughs> Yes, I can see how this would be tolerable for you, Adam, but it definitely does have a good bitter backbite to it mm -hmm. the way you would expect. And it has a lot of those citrusy and I get a lot of not as much grapefruit, but more just orange notes. Yeah. yeah. Rather than a little yeah. bit of piney. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Piney note on it. Yeah. And it's got a little bit of a hop residue on it after you've, you've taken your drink. So you still know what you drank after it's right. you know, down the hatch. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's more it's more aggressive than a New England. But yes. it's yeah. It, it's not so, uh, I mean, I guess, not that you could even find it anymore, but the Green Flash Palette Wrecker was always oh, that. Oh, great beer. <laughs> yeah, great oh, beer. Man. But that was always kind of the tent pole for anybody if you can't drink that, you know. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, That. I mean, that, was, that beer was a bit of a separator. It's like either you really, really liked West Coasts or you didn't. Right. <laughs> this is, I mean, this is nowhere near as aggressive as that, so, but yeah. But it, similar to the amber where I was talking in the last segment, uh, if you're drinking a whole bunch of hardcore IPAs and you wanted to switch it up, I could see this as being the type of beer if you're drinking a bunch of hazies and you want to get into a palate wrecker, this is a good one to kind of step your palate in that direction instead of going, you know, just hard throttle zero to 100. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, this is good. This is also good if you're drinking like a bunch of sours. Mm -hmm. Again, a switch, just anything to switch up your palate. And right. Yeah, give you something else to go for. But yeah, I'm enjoying it. And Adam is going through it. That is right. <laughs> he's, he's there. He's, yeah. But if you have listened to any of our episodes before where we have IPAs on the show, if I don't like it and Steve does like it, that means it's good. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> so let's move on. You're talking about how this was developed within the pandemic. And I, I wondered how a lot of brewers took to that. Because obviously, you know, a lot of people's uh, production 
had to be changed, but also just your open hours and the amount of time you actually spent in the brewery changed. Uh, how much time did you actually start dedicating towards creation of recipes or creation of new beers? Or uh, again, you were saying, you know, supply chain was all screwed up as well. Like how much adaption did you have to do? And, a lot. You know, what new beers came out of that? Yeah, there was a lot. So, I mean, I, I started brewing um, some Gozas, mm-hmm. which I hadn't done pre-pandemic. Um, uh, quite a few new pale ales came out of, of COVID. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a couple of, a couple of them were um, uh, out of intention that I wanted to go in a certain direction. A couple of them were this hop that I normally would use wasn't available. So how can I use what I have or what I'm able to get um, to be able to create something new? Um, so there, there were a lot of new beers. We cycled through a lot of new stuff. And, you know, we, we, got, we got good feedback from people. Um, if it was something they didn't like, they told me they didn't like it. Um, I, don't, I don't think that happened, though, did it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, there, there, was, there was one that just turned out kind of odd. Um, it was drinkable, but odd. Right. Um, mm-hmm. It was a weird combination. I don't even remember what it was. But anyways... Yeah, it won't be bad. Right. <laughs> but yeah, there's there's a lot of things that came out of that, both on the the food and the cocktail side. So, mm-hmm. you know, we we played around with a lot of new cocktails, some new infusions, different things like that. We did mocktails during the time that we couldn't sell alcohol, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we we really did. We we had a lot of time to kind of create and kind of rethink some things and do some new things. It was fun. Yeah, it was fun. And a lot of those, a few of those will, you know, they'll stick around. They'll be back. I, mean, I know that you had mentioned on the food side that there was some experimentation. Was there anything in particular that's going to continue on uh, that that was a big hit? Yeah. So um, so we started out when, when the pandemic hit and we got shut down and we had to go to all takeout. Mm-hmm. Our, our regular menu that we had was not very well um, situated to be able to transition into a to-go menu. So we kind of cut a couple things off right, right away. Then we started to do different specials. So we did cheesesteaks. We did, you know, some meatloaf dinner kind of stuff, you know, family-style meals that people could come and get. Um but one of the things that we started doing that has stuck around now and is now in every Tuesday feature is we started making Rubens. Yes. So mm. we, we make our own corned beef. We make our own sauerkraut. We make our own Russian dressing. The only thing on the Reuben we don't make is the Swiss cheese and the bread. Um, so we make all that in-house. And now every Tuesday is Reuben night. And people show up here because it's Reuben night. Um, we started doing burger night on Wednesdays. We use a local butcher shop right down the street here, Tom Friday's Market. He does a blend of chuck brisket and short rib for us. Ooh. And best burger you'll get. It's a half pound on a Breadworks brioche bun. Can't beat it. It's the best thing around. Um, and then we also do street tacos on Thursday night. So, you know, those are those are some specials that were pretty popular throughout mm-hmm. that have now made their their home on Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday nights. Right on. 
yeah, that's great. It is. It, it, it's almost. It's almost sounds like it's too good to be true. Because yeah. <laughs> he just kept going and he kept going. Like, oh, I want that. Oh, I want that. I want oh, that. there's that too. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't and even then, gotten to Friday yet. Right. Exactly. And that's on top of the menu that was already good. Right. Uh, you guys still have pickle dip, right? Oh yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> We're still friends then. <laughs> pickle <laughs> dip's important. Yeah, we still have pickle dip. That. That can't go anywhere. Right. <laughs> and then we still have our, our huge pretzels that we make our own mustard and beer cheese. Yeah, they're, they're pretty tasty. I, I knew Pickle Dip was still here. I just needed other people to know Pickle Dip <laughs> is still here. You have to have somebody tell you. You have to have right. that verbalization. I understand yeah. that. Plus, there's people who are out of town. They don't they don't know to come here mm-hmm. and they can get a, just a nice chopped up pickle. And then, and then it's all good. You're, you're, sandwich. you're baiting the hook. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we, we try really hard to not run out of pickle dip. But <laughs> on the rare occasion that we run out of pickle dip and the table comes in and first thing I can, can we get pickle dip? Sorry, we're out of pickle dip. <laughs> the look on their face <laughs> is just, it's Stop. priceless. Just yeah. moves. <laughs> just hang my head in shame. Yeah. <laughs> There's people in Wisconsin listening right now that are just <laughs> salivating. But I think I load up the Silverado. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think I need to put a green light outside. Pickle dip. Yes, a, a green pickle light. And if it's on, we have pickle dip. If it's off, we don't. We're out of pickle dip. The light is on. <laughs> this is the number like of times that. you would see cars like slow down and then speed away. <laughs> Kind of like that Krispy Kreme. The donuts are hot. <laughs> the pickle dip is here. Donuts are hot. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I know I've also had like some sandwiches here as well, and mm. just yeah, the the menu has always like impressed me, especially for a brewery that's you know just so so new. Can you? I don't know if we talked about it on that episode because <laughs> I don't know if you're ready to uh, talk about the menu, but yeah, who like who is the mastermind behind your kitchen? So, so when we opened this, I had a menu. I had the menu locked and loaded. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew exactly what I wanted when we opened the doors, um, but it has evolved over time. And that is in just a hundred percent because of the creativity in the kitchen. So right now, Chef Victoria and, and uh, Scott, they create things, they bring them out, they, we, we talk about it, we, we ch- change our menu seasonally. So I would say probably within the next few weeks or so we'll transition into a few new sandwiches for the summertime um but we sit down we talk about them we talk about you know how they're going to be in production um is it doable and and we go from there but i give them i give scott and victoria um just 100 creative license to do their thing they're the best yeah they um you know they come up with some they come up with some really good stuff. And if you follow our Facebook page and you see the, the Nashville hot chicken on, uh, you know, spent grain waffles that they yeah. threw out over this past weekend, um, you know, just fantastic. We were in uh, we were in Memphis when that I didn't get to try it because we were in Memphis, <laughs> unfortunately. So Victoria and Scott, you got to make that again. Um, was that was that their way of teasing you? You go to Tennessee and they make Tennessee cuisine? <laughs> yeah, probably. Um but yeah, I mean, you know, every once in a while when I brew, one of them will say, hey, we need more spent grain. And I, I pull some out and I, I throw it on cookie sheets and dry it out. And we, they, they use it for all kinds of stuff. So, you know, kudos to them because they are just amazingly creative. We have a, a really tight space. Um, 
limited equipment and and what they put out is just fantastic. So with, with the spent grain uh, of breading, was that something that just sort of naturally showed up or is that something that you wanted to do from the beginning? Um, so, you know, we had we had played around with that. I mean, I've played around with that at home when I was home brewing, making dog treats and stuff like that. Um, it's always something that's been on the radar, but sometimes, you know, when you're super busy, it doesn't really give you the opportunity to, to do some of those things. But, um, you know, cooking with the spent grain, we've done spent grain waffles. Um, we've done some like little, almost like graham cracker type things mm -hmm. that we put on our charcuterie boards that are made out of the spent grains. Um, anything we can incorporate spent grains into cakes, cookies, whatever, we, we try to do that. Yeah. I just don't like to see it go to waste. Yeah. Right. And, and I know that there are several breweries out there that have those different programs of, right. Because you got to do something with it. Oh yeah. And, and it's impressive what some of the creativity that comes out of how you're going to use those spent grains. This yeah. is just another one on the list. Yep. And, and we don't, we do not throw grain away. Mm -hmm. So I have, you know, I'm kind of in the, the, the bottom part of the curve right now. So I have some hog farmers and, and, um, uh, cattle, farmers that um, come and pick up a lot of the grain mm -hmm. like right now a lot of them have you know they they went to slaughter in the fall and they're just coming back on board to start picking up but i have i have local people around here that have chickens and ah. they come I, I put a bunch of grain out there today and by tomorrow morning that'll probably be gone just hmm. from people coming and grabbing it to feed their chickens and I look at the, the comments on our Facebook page about the grain. I'll post something about I have grain out today. Mm -hmm. And there's like people tagging other people. <laughs> and, hey, take your truck and bring a whole bunch down to this neighborhood. Um, so, yeah, it's, you know, people, people use it. And That's I would fantastic. much rather people use it than take it out and throw it in my dumpster. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, I'd rather it goes back to, to some good use, either um, feeding chickens, feeding hogs cattle whatever or people or yeah. feeding people, or people. Yeah. yeah yeah just so so the listener knows throughout that entire food conversation i gained about four pounds just hearing <laughs> all the different stuff that's coming out of the kitchen but fun. we have fun and that's that's the name of the game mm -hmm. we have fun doing it and yeah yeah and it's something that we're seeing more and more emerge like in different markets like i know there's like granola bars that are made with spent grain I know uh, there's like bread and we talked about not too long ago, a, uh, a brewery that's also attached to like a pizza place mm -hmm. and they use spent grain in their pizza crust. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's great that you guys have uh, figured out your own way of incorporate, re, you know, just reuse. Yep. You know, no waste. So yeah, we like that. You mentioned it when we were talking about this, uh, the amber that you use grain from CNC malt since we're on this grain train. Yeah, ah, Adam likes train. that one. That's a good <laughs> one. Grain yeah. train. We're on this grain train. But uh, CNC malt, for people who don't know, is a craft maltster out of Butler, uh, PA. And they take care of like uh, germinating and creating very specialty malts. And they're used in a lot of beers across western Pennsylvania and I believe even, even farther at this point. But yeah. Uh, yeah, you talked about the the amber. Uh, is there any other beers on tap uh, or recently that you have used CNC to feature their malts? Yeah, how, how common are they used in your recipes? Um, so I, I try to use a lot. I, I need to do more. 
there are times again where I just need to get something real quick and I run down to Ambridge to get it. Mm -hmm. But I do try to use um, CNC as much as possible. So I have a Bohemian Pilsner um, mm -hmm. that I'm on my second batch of now. That's all that's all CNC Pilsner malt. Um, fantastic. I mean, if have you guys been up to their place? We have not been to the actual not facility, yet. but okay. we've, we've had interactions with Brendan. Yeah, Brendan, Brendan and his wife, Juana, are just amazing people. They they bought uh, an old elementary school. Mm -hmm. So they are traditionally floor malting Western Pennsylvania, mm -hmm. Eastern Ohio grain. And just to have that local terroir in the in the product is phenomenal. Not to mention the the flavor component of it is is just so bright, crisp, clean, but also it's keeping that money close to home. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, I, I wish I could buy everything from them, but um, you know, we're we're slowly working towards ordering more. Um, but everything that I've gotten from them has been absolutely fantastic and I, I would encourage more people to reach out if you haven't talked to brendan to reach out to him and just you know get to know what they have to offer because they really do have phenomenal products yeah and that they've also um i believe that that brendan is going to be starting to pelletize hops for some local hop farms oh, okay. this year and that uh, that was going to lead me right into my next question of you know other things such as hops and adjuncts and things like that mm -hmm. uh, for for local uh, you know use. Uh, is there anything else that you're able to you know acquire locally? Um, yeah, so I've I've gotten some hops from up at uh, Hazy Days um, Hop and Lavender Farm. Um, there's another uh, local hop supplier and uh, Sorgles. No. Okay. <laughs> you tried. Um, yeah. <laughs> the only one I could think of after that. <laughs> um, actually, Hazy Days is uh, kind of a part of Oh, is that part of Sorrel? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I've never heard it called that. I, yeah. I, I'm sorry I've never shopped there. <laughs> but for <laughs> hops. Um, yeah, there, there's another one. And, and the guy popped in one day and, and he actually brought me some hop shoots, which were really cool. Oh. But um, yeah, I've gotten some stuff there. Um, I have a, a buddy down in Ben Avon who I do a that amber mm -hmm. with some local wet hops every fall. Oh, so if okay. You want to try that? That's pretty awesome. You let me know when that happens. Um, Very fresh. I yeah, will the, be here. Like I try to get anytime I use honey, I try to get local honey, like mm -hmm. Bedillion Farms out in uh, oh, yeah. Burgettstown. Um, fantastic people. Yeah, we we try to keep as much as we possibly can local. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, it's 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 hard when you're a small operation, right, to do that sometimes. But we we make every effort if we can get it locally, we get it locally before we go outside of local. Awesome. Yeah, and I mean, you already mentioned it in passing, like getting your meat locally sourced mm -hmm. from you know down the street. <laughs> so yeah, there's always it's, it's nice to hear that. You know, it's still all community effort because, you know, we started the episode talking about the community coming back and supporting you through the pandemic. Right. And then you're also supporting all these other local businesses by featuring their products and, you know, selling them. We even do a uh, Lincoln Bakery Donut Stout. Ooh. Uh -huh. yeah, right across, right across the street. Yeah, we Ooh. did a Donut Stout. That was, and of course, that got kind of screwed up with COVID as well. Mm -hmm. 
that was set to release like the weekend after the lockdown. Oof. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Oof. That was rough. But yeah. for those keeping score after mention of that donut stout, I'm now up to five pounds gained <laughs> through this segment. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. Well, there's a there's a dolly right behind you if you need help getting to the car. Just roll me out. <laughs> It's it's all right. It's all right. Everybody's allowed a pandemic fifteen post pandemic fifteen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fifteen. Sure. Yeah, sure. sure. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, just one last note on your locals. You also on your uh, liquor bar. You also feature a lot of PA, uh, you know, distilled uh, whiskeys, bourbons. Uh, I, who else do you feature on there? Do you have like Quantum Spirits or? Yeah. So we have. Um so we get everything through Pennsylvania libations. And I mean, I buy uh, rum direct through Maggie's farm. Mm -hmm. um, I have some um, big springs, okay. um, whiskeys. So big springs is out in Belfont PA. They have a place up in Cranberry state college. <laughs> yeah, state college yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we, we literally just a few weeks ago started to do a, um, uh, a bourbon flight. Oh. So we have we have seven different bourbons um, and you get a choice of three on the bourbon flight. So um, we have God, we have Stolen Wolf. We have some Kinsey. We have some Liberty Pole. We have MLH, which is uh, up in Grove City. Mm -hmm. OK, Phenomenal yeah. Phenomenal bourbons. Let me tell you. I actually just bought a bottle of, I believe it is their cracked vanilla rum yesterday. That is sitting, from MLH. Yes. Yeah. And it's sitting in my kitchen right now, waiting to be cracked open. Well, crack it open. Don't, yeah. don't, <laughs> don't, don't, sleep, don't sleep on that. <laughs> nope. Yeah. MLH is putting out some really good products. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, one of their owners actually brought me the barrel that I have that 11% espresso stout sitting in. Oh. Yeah. So, um, yes, you know, they're, can't say enough. They're mm. cask strength rye whiskey Ooh, wow <laughs> so if you come here I don't, i'm getting the mouth salivation right you're gaining pounds but i'm just getting like i need to have some whiskey yeah. <laughs> sounds like the kind of place you come after payday <laughs> yes this is the payday place this is also i uh uber an uber place yes <laughs> <laughs> be all full of sandwich and whiskey and beer <laughs> and speaking of beer yeah uh, what do you say we get back to this quarantine unmasked yes yeah uh, this I'll, I'll say multi west coast ipa Sure. I, I would just say it's a it's a very classic West Coast yes. IPA. Yes. yes. But it doesn't burn your palate out. It isn't going to blow you up too much. But it is a good switch up if you've been drinking a lot of soft hazies or if you've been just drinking something of a completely different profile like an amber or a sour and you just need to switch up and kind of pop your, mm -hmm. uh, your, your taste buds a little bit with something. Yeah, I, I think this one fits pretty well with that. Yeah, yeah this is definitely a well-crafted beer. I perfectly honest not for me nope but i mean if you've listened to any episodes as i've said before that shouldn't be a surprise but yeah this is definitely a well-crafted beer and this definitely has its place on the menu yeah that that bitter back end i figured would kill you so a little bit a little bit <laughs> he's still standing though. Yeah, that's right it's fine <laughs> so what do you say we take a quick break reload yep and uh get us another beer we'll get into segment three sounds good right after this you know what pairs nicely with a good beer? A bad movie. And that's exactly what we do at Hops and Box Office Flops, the Internet's premier podcast dedicated to reviewing bad movies and mostly good beers. So join us on a hop-fueled excursion through some of Hollywood's biggest bombs. 
We've covered everything from the fungus-laden streets of Dino Hatton with the Super Mario Brothers to the oddly horny felines of Cats 2019. You can find our show on any of your finest podcast providers. And follow us on social media at Hops and B.O. Flops. You'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll drink your face off. Welcome back to segment three of the Hop Nation USA podcast. It's episode 203, and I'm still joined by my co-host, Adam. Because he's still my ride. And I'm still Steve. And we're still joined by Grant and Lisa down here at Lincoln Avenue Brewery in the heart of Bellevue. What's up for round three? Yes, Grant, what indeed is up for round three? <laughs> what have I you have made n- for us? <laughs> <laughs> so um, I already drank mine, but I'll, I'll kind of walk you through. Oh, I see you guys have been nipping at them, too. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a lime and sea salt goza. Um, so as we talked in the last session, um, during during the pandemic, I started to mess around and make some gozas. People had been asking about them. Traditionally, not a style of beer that I would gravitate towards. But when people ask you for something, you tend to try to want to make that happen. Mm-hmm. So um, I started out, I made a, I think the first one I did was uh, guava. It was a guava goza. Turned out really nice. Um, from there, I went to a strawberry, then to a blackberry, then back to a strawberry. And then I, for summer, I just kind of landed on a lime and sea salt. So, um, so it's, five percent crushable um and then what you guys can't see is the uh the gozerita which is a uh, a cocktail that we're making with that beer that's been really well received as well you'll see it um, on social media oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah so the um so the goza you know a goza is just really a soured wheat beer mm-hmm. um so it's uh, a whole bunch of white wheat malt some Pilsner malt, some acidulated malt, um, Tetanang hops, and it's just soured. And then it has copious amounts of lime. So about 88 pounds of lime in um, that five barrel batch. Oh my. Uh, about a pound of sea salt, pound of coriander, um, kind of rounding it out. And it's just, it's a super drinkable, refreshing lawnmower beer. Mm-hmm. This Not that I'm advocating <laughs> mowing your lawn and drinking beer. However, if you wanted to be poolside and drinking this beer, I mean, that is absolutely perfect. This is a poolside crusher. That yes. is what this beer is for. And it is, yeah, I, like Grant said, I've been nipping at it a little bit. And yeah, I, I am, I'm back in the game with this beer. <laughs> right on. I had to reel you back in after, after that disappointment in round two. <laughs> so i I know Adam's going to sing its praises, so I'll go first. I'm not not that I'm going to say anything bad. I'm just <laughs> that's fine. Adam's going to need his time. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um, but yeah, this uh, lime and sea salt is it's become kind of a uh, a known flavor as far as goes. Is uh, I think everybody knows the dogfish head sea quench, uh, but compared to this, like the dogfish head doesn't achieve the lime brightness that mm-hmm. this one does. And honestly, like you're you're talking about how you're already making, you know, to go Zaritas with this. I, if you weren't, I would suggest it <laughs> because, <laughs> because it. I don't like to, tequila. Don't like it. <laughs> Make, makes me throw up. I hate it. <laughs> 
So drinking this, it tastes like a traditional margarita, mm-hmm. not the Mad Mix slushy trash. Yes. But it tastes like a traditional margarita without the tequila that makes me throw up. Right. So I like it very much. <laughs> <laughs> because you might, you might want to slide that away from him because he is your ride. <laughs> he is. That's right. Bring that over here. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll take a little nip here and there of it just to, just to get a profile for it. But yeah, I, like straight up tequila shots could never do. Mm-mm. And occasionally you get a hold of a like a real, uh, it's a well-made margarita because it's full of tequila and it's not full of sugar. But I can't handle those either. Right. <laughs> and it, it gets, I get like that, I get that gross wet mouth immediately and i go oh nope this is bad <laughs> <laughs> but yes with, with this beer this is definitely something that if you're poolside yeah yeah it, get all of it that you can yeah you can blast a lot of these mm-hmm. this, it, is, this is a this is definitely worth picking up a growler since yes. they don't can you definitely have to pick up a growler to take it to a pool yes but once you get it there it'll go really fast <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't have a pool go buy a pool yes <laughs> then come buy, buy a growler <laughs> it's worth it well however you got to make that sequence happen yeah. just make it happen oh man alive yeah but that that is really great as it goes mm-hmm. adam go ahead and sing your praises <laughs> i mean i don't know what else i could say <laughs> like you said yeah i mean this is this is a pool side i like that it it Definitely, it it has a lot of the lime. Do you know what kind of lime is it? Is it a, a baseline lime? Is it a key it's, lime? It's a so it's a um, it's a um, concentrate, not a concentrate. It's fresh lime, mm-hmm. but it comes in a liquid form. Gotcha. Like a puree pack. Yeah, it's a puree. Okay. Oh, okay. The, right. oh, the aseptic purees. Yeah, aseptic, exactly. God, I hate their advertising. <laughs> yeah, but their product is really, really good. It's it's nice to hear that because just I cannot and I cannot stand their ads. I don't even know why I get them so yeah, much. That was going to be my question: is why are you getting uh, like, those ads? Like the yeah. little bags. Yeah, yeah. With mm-hmm. The little face. Yeah, on the it. animation yeah. is terrible. Yeah, it's it's two thousand. Yeah, it's two thousand five flash. Newgrounds level animation, but the product's pretty good. Right, they spent their money where it should be spent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough. But aseptic, if you're listening, please hire me to just redo your ad campaigns because <laughs> God, I hate looking at them. <laughs> Are you going to start a bully campaign with them to to pick up work? Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yes. You heard it here first. <laughs> uh, we haven't even gotten. I haven't gotten into the uh, the cocktail yet. Well, you can do that. I can do that. <laughs> you yeah. can do that. So, somebody else talk for a minute while I get into this. So while Adam gets a little taste of the cocktail uh we are going to play a game this segment and we're bringing back a game that we played on pretty common occasion it's a good way to get into the beer headlines but uh we're definitely not ripping off pti and their game word no (laughs) certainly not absolutely not this is totally original thought right (laughs) nobody has ever done this before this is word with an e (laughs) (laughs) word day word day (laughs) it's not where i was putting it but fine (laughs) but essentially what we're going to do is i'm going to give you a statement with a blank and your job is to fill in the blank and i'll and i'll start off with a real easy one it's not necessarily current events fair enough but this first one is okay (laughs) so with the recent developments of the PLCB allowing full capacity and full drinkability in your bar. The first day of full capacity free range brewery day is going to be blank. Epic. Yes. <laughs> I I mean I, I don't know what other word to use. Um Yeah, just I'm just going to leave it at epic. <laughs> you have a different word? 
What's it going to be? At this point, I'm speechless. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you might be on that day. Right? <laughs> right? Yeah, absolutely. No, I agree. I think Epic's going to be really great. Yeah, we, we're looking I, forward to it. I, I think that... I think that people are still going to be exercising some caution. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think that May 31st, this whole thing is going to be behind us. Mm -hmm. Right. But I think it's a turning point and that it's going to be kind of a celebration of coming out the other side of this. Yeah. So mm -hmm. epic is the word I'm going to stick with. I like it. Yeah. That's a good answer. Yeah, I, I, I think so as well. But I mean, yeah, we're I, I just really feel like we're at the point now that you can make a choice mm -hmm. and not have it made for you like before there was a vaccine now that you can go out and get a vaccine it, pretty much anywhere you want and it's not too too hard to do it you know then you can exercise those choices of caution and not caution yes i personally if i don't have to wear a mask in a place i'm not but i still do respect the six feet thing yes. if i see somebody who does have a mask mm -hmm. Right. I'm not trying to get up and cough on anybody, even though I'm vaccinated and, you know, well, even I'm not in, trying to be even a kid. In, in the before times, you shouldn't be coughing on exactly. people. <laughs> exactly. We should have had six feet in masks before all of this, just so you're not gross and sharing germs on people for strangers. Like, it's awful. All right, Steve, I'll, I'll let you get off the soapbox. I'm done. Just... <laughs> all right. Personal space. That's right. Bubble. Stay out of my bubble. So the next one is... Putting a brand new beer on tap for the first time is blank. Oh, man. Let me think about this one for a second. Epic. <laughs> <laughs> it can be. Um, no, I'll, I'll stick with the E words. I'll take E, for, e for 500. Um, exciting. Mm -hmm. Exciting in that it's already passed. The it's already passed the test. If it's coming out of that tap, it's passed the test and it's worthy of coming out of that tap. And I don't know if I sounded like an asshole saying that, but <laughs> but I I just can't I can't serve a beer that doesn't meet the quality standards that I have. Mm -hmm. So exciting because I'm putting something out there that that you know I we spent time developing and my son and I brew, and we're putting it out there for the first time. It's exciting. It's nice to see people's awesome. reactions. It's nice to hear the comments. Um, you know, some people have some, not criticisms, but, you know, I, I, I'd like to taste more of this or whatever. Mm -hmm. But it's exciting. It's exhilarating. Oh, he's still more evil. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> So I, I guess that brings up a, a question for me. Do you have a small pilot system that you use here in-house? Our system uh, is a pilot uh, yeah, system. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes. It's called my brewery. <laughs> that, is, that is my pilot system. Um, so, I mean, and, and that's, a, that's a great question. So we bought a two-barrel system. We probably talked about this, like, way before we opened. Mm -hmm. We bought Number a, 88. Not episode 88. Um, we, bought a, for the plug. we bought a two-barrel system. We were the third brewery to use this system. Mm, we okay. had all two-barrel fermenters. Once we opened, we literally, we just got our ass handed to us. We were so busy. I couldn't keep up with production. And we ended up, um, you know, at one point shortly after we opened, I'd have four or five beers from other places on tap just to fill the taps. Mm -hmm. So... 
shortly after we opened. If you look up there, you'll see two nice, shiny five-barrel fermenters. Oh, yes. Um, that kind of saved us from having to just serve other people's beer. So a pilot system, I would love to keep that, mm -hmm. move up to a 10-barrel system and use that as a pilot system. We're not there yet. Yeah, we're not there yet. Okay. So I, I really like that answer because that actually rolls right into the next one super easily. Uh -oh. so okay. <laughs> it'll be blank when Lincoln Avenue Brewery expands. Oh, it's another E word. <laughs> it will be a relief. Oh, okay. Mm. Yes. Uh, that's two words. Relief. Relieving. <laughs> Relieving. Okay. Relieving. Care to expand on that one? Yeah. I mean, we... <sighs> So I get I get probably five or six calls or emails a week of people that want to buy beer to put on tap in their places. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I have a couple on tap down at Mike's Beer Bar. I've had some at the 412 Project out in Moon. Um, I had a beer on tap out at um, at, at Willow. Um, but but right now, you know, capacity is just not to a point where. I have enough capacity to really distribute. Mm -hmm. And even if we wanted to can, we don't have the capacity to bring in a mobile canner. Right. A mobile canner is going to come in for a minimum of five barrels. Mm -hmm. And to, to bring a mobile canner in to do five barrels is just not, it doesn't make sense. Right. Mm -hmm. It's cost prohibitive. Mm -hmm. So when we are able to have that bigger facility and bigger brew house, um, it's going to be, a relief, relieving. Relieving. <laughs> yes. yes, absolutely. Lisa, do you have a word for? It'll be magical. Magical. Yes, That's I like my it. Word. No, <laughs> word. I'm, I'm all about the magical. No, but it will be. Um, yeah, I mean, it's 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 crazy how quickly people have caught on to the beer and and back to the community. How everybody's just been so wonderful and. It's, it's you know you can't complain about a problem that you have a hard time keeping your taps full, <laughs> right. right? That's good but problem, on, exactly. Right. <laughs> but on a little tiny micro system like this, it is a little difficult to do. But you know it's a blessing, but it will be relieving and magical. Yes, yeah. And and it will also open up a couple other avenues for us. So all of my brew equipment is in the kitchen. So I brew on Mondays when we're closed. And if I brew on any other day, I start at four o'clock in the morning mm -hmm. so I can be done and wrapped up by the time the kitchen crew comes in to get ready for opening at four. Mm -hmm. So having a space where I can brew and not have to get up at four in the morning, magical. <laughs> <laughs> the alarm can be set for seven. <laughs> right, right. Nice. All right, your next question is, it's blank when breweries use ridiculous ingredients when creating new beers. Experimental. Oh, e back to the E's. <laughs> I like it. So I, I'll, I'll just expand on that real quick because I, I know where this could go. Mm -hmm. And um, you can go there if you want. We don't mind. Well, no, no, no. I, I'll just tell you that um, doing a stout with glazed donuts from the bakery across the street mm -hmm. was that was a stretch for me. That was a stretch for me. I always tell people that I, I try to make beer flavored beer, mm -hmm. 
Now, there are a... That's where the Goza came from because other people wanted it. Yeah, but there are there are a ton of breweries out there that are doing some crazy stuff. So, you know, some toasted marshmallow, peanut butter cup, milkshake, <laughs> IPAs. It's great. I think it's fantastic that people push the boundaries and, and do different things. It's not necessarily my style. Mm -hmm. I'll try them when I go out. Nine times out of 10, that's not a style that I prefer. It's not a style that that you're going to see me brew a lot here. Mm -hmm. But I, I think if somebody wants to dump Captain Crunch into a beer, knock yourself, <laughs> do it. Yeah. Do it. See what happens. At this point, there's no rules. You know? Yeah. Right. If, if people hadn't broken the rules, we'd still be riding horses. Right. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so I'm all about it. I think experimental, um, you know, people push the boundaries. It's, it's the people that push the boundaries that help to elevate the game. So I'll ask you this question. Is there any ingredient that you've kind of looked at that you would like to use in a recipe that you haven't yet that's kind of piqued your interest? Ooh, no, not really. Um, Again, he's very... <laughs> classic. Classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, no, I, I can't really say that there's anything that I haven't already done that I've well, me being gluten-free, I would love to have seltzers personally someday. Okay. I guess I'm going to make seltzers. <laughs> Just saying. Say, I, I enjoy a good seltzer from time to time. <laughs> I mean, you put that down here with Reuben Tuesday? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Adam and a seltzer on a Reuben Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> really, on Reuben Tuesday, you could just throw it out the door at me and I'd still be happy about there it. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Is a sandwich animal. <laughs> <laughs> I am a sandwich animal. Yeah, not not really a whole lot of adjuncts that I've thought about using. You know, there there are hops that I haven't used that I'd like to try to work in somehow. Mm -hmm. But there's thousands of varieties of hops. Right. Um, hey, there's Jimmy Mack. Hey, he's going to be playing on the 19th. Hey, Jimmy Mack. <laughs> and if oh, okay. that's not community, I don't know what is. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, I'm not. I'm. I wouldn't call myself an experimental brewer. Mm -hmm. But I applaud those that do. Well, when you get your pilot system. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you can have just wild out Wednesdays. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like maybe something down the line, like you ply his son to, yeah. to, yeah. to start. Yeah. Right. Dad, we're doing Captain Crunch today. <laughs> uh huh. He'd be the one to do it. <laughs> well, thank you for that. That was an Quite excellent welcome. round of Word, Word Day. Word Day. Word Day. We're still workshopping that one. There might be an umlaut in there somewhere. Weird. 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 But I wanted to I wanted to come back to this Goza. Yeah. Steve, thoughts? Uh, yeah, this is one of the best kind of of this style lime and sea salt Gozas that I've had. Like I already mentioned, the, the flavors are so much brighter than that you get from the dogfish sequench and you mentioned earlier about like the wines that this is made with mm -hmm. hey, you mentioned key lime and anytime people hear key lime they think sweet this isn't sweet no you know this is much more of a baseline lime down the middle a uh, little bit of sourness but it's not overly sour like a grapefruit or a lemon uh this is i really enjoy this one and also it does taste like a margarita without tequila which is great yes. <laughs> because one you can drink a whole bunch more than you would mm -hmm. Teque uh, tequila tequila gets you mm -mm. <laughs> <laughs> and two it doesn't taste like tequila i know there's hundreds if not thousands of us who cannot stand tequila <laughs> guilty as charged yeah guilty as charged so 
Yeah. And you don't have to go to Mad Max. Right. Yeah. If you're looking. <laughs> I mean, there you go. they have tacos here, too. So exactly. <laughs> and Rubens. Yeah. You're saying take that Mad Max. Yeah. You're saying seltzers and Rubens on Tuesdays. I'm saying uh, sea, uh, sea salt and lime gozas and tacos on Thursdays. So, yeah. That's a good combination. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and for those taking uh, taking score at home, I'm up to seven pounds <laughs> throughout the show. <laughs> Well, what you really want on Taco Thursday is the jalapeno cream ale that I have that'll be done. I can do both in, in about a yeah. about a week. <laughs> really? Yeah. Do both? Yeah, that's a that's that's a big seller for us. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Machete. That actually sounds like he pulled that out of your portfolio, Adam. Yeah, <laughs> that's one of yours. It is one of mine. I, I assume that his is better. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, but still, that's come a hard on assumption to make. Yeah, come on down, and you know you can compare notes. <laughs> Damn. So yeah, I'll just say this is this is a great beer. This is a good beer to get in the growler, take home, take on the back porch, get on get onto the pool deck, and just have a good relaxing day. I'm going to defer to you, Adam. But what are your thoughts on the cocktail as well? Oh, it's also very good. Okay. So <laughs> unfortunately, as I understand it, the cocktails are not able to be taken taken yeah. with, as we right. learned. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, they they can be taken with. They just have to be taken with internally. Yeah. After you drink yes. it on site. Yeah. Bring your own bag. Yeah. <laughs> I am the bag. <laughs> so come down, get the cocktail, and then get the growler to go. Yes. Of the beer. Yes, but no, it, it, again, that the cocktail is very well crafted. I enjoy it. Uh, this would be, like you said, fantastic to go with Taco Thursday. Yeah. And Reuben Tuesday because I just wanted Reuben. Right on. Hungry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I may or may not be hungry yeah. right now. All right, well, coming to the end of the show, and we get to do something that we haven't been to do too much during the pandemic. No, and I'm looking forward to it. But we can do it again. And Grant and Lisa, as you may remember, we love to make brewers put their own beers against each other and pick their favorite child. So we're going to do the podium, and we'll come to you last because that's your honor to do that. But Adam, I'll start with you. Gold, silver, bronze. How do you rank the beers that we drank tonight? Well, I think we know which one's going to be in the bronze position. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be the, the West, West Coast IPA. Uh, and that has nothing to do with the beer itself. That comes strictly back to my personal preference. It is a well-crafted beer. Uh, for the style, it is an excellent beer. Uh, it, it just simply it is not a beer for me. That is my palate. That is my problem. Uh, not Lincoln Avenue's problem. Uh now we get into the hard part. <laughs> that amber's really good, and that goes is really good, and I don't know which direction to go. But I think, and I might regret this later, but I think I'm going to go with the amber in the silver medal position Ooh. for one reason and one reason only: the goza can be used in a margarita. Ah. But the amber cannot. Versatility. That's exactly. <laughs> Bonus points. Exactly. It can come the at you from multiple kit. directions. <laughs> yes. So I think I had to put the Goza in the gold medal position. Uh, all three are very well-crafted beers. I mean, you're not going to lose out on any of them. But uh, I got to go West Coast IPA bronze. I got to go amber in a very strong silver. And I got to put the Goza in the gold medal position. Fair enough. Steve, what are your thoughts? A little bit different from yours. I had a hunch. But uh, bronze, I'm going to put the amber. Mm -hmm. It's fine beer. Uh, I like it enough. It's it's also just a very classic standard style. Mm -hmm. I believe it would go well with Amberger Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> just to get Adam down here again. <laughs> again or still? Right. <laughs> I'll just be in the parking lot up the street when yeah. you guys open. I'll go home. Can't stay here. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, yeah, just very classic style. Uh, 
silver is going to go to the Quarantine Unmasked West Coast IPA. Uh, again, just very classic flavors, things that you recognize, things that you can enjoy. Uh, and also from Grant's story, brewed in a pinch that, you know, it came out very well. Mm-hmm. And just to repeat that recipe is, yeah, that's good. Agreed. Like that. Uh, but man, that Goza really surprised me because it is just so bright. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's just like the fact that it's 85 out and <laughs> I'm getting hot and sweaty. And <laughs> it cools you right down. Yeah. It just really cools you right down. It, it, and Porter is still the best beer here forever. Always. <laughs> Put it on a t-shirt. Yeah. It's one of the best porters in the city. People shouldn't like, we talk about uh, Allegheny city brewing mm-hmm. and their Deutschtown Brown is one of the best Browns in the city. Yeah. The Porter here at Lincoln Ave is one of the best beers, but Damn, that Goza is really, really great, too. And maybe think about keeping that one on throughout the summer. Like, oh, yeah, just on and off, you know, do one then do a raspberry, then go back and do something and then go back. <laughs> Steve will write up a schedule for you. Yeah, yeah. I'll get you down. <laughs> yeah, just email to yeah. me. Huh? Yeah. Uh, but with that, we're going to come to Grant and Lisa. It's time to rank your babies. Wow. Well, she's out because she doesn't drink them anymore. She can so, still like like one on looks. <laughs> <laughs> so if I could still drink them, I would go with the Goza first. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would go with the Quarantine second. And I would go with the Amber last. I would have in the past started with Amber, but then my palate started to change. Mm-hmm. It's flipped over to, uh, you know, to the hops. But then I decided to be gluten free. So now that's not there for me. So... So I have to go um, quarantine as my top pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amber and the Goza would be in the number three spot for me. And Ooh. that, for me, is preference. preference. Fair it's, enough. It's preference for me. Mm-hmm. I'm not a huge sour beer guy. I'm learning to like them. Well, if you have <laughs> any left over, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically just call Adam. He'll tell you. He can give you a good judgment on a sour beer. He- mm-hmm. Well, I was just going to drink them. I don't, I'm not going to give him a judgment. I'm just going to drink it. But I mean, <laughs> if he, if he, you know, obviously Grant is learning to like them, but you already really like them. This so, is true. This is so true. You're a good barometer. You yes. can just go, yes, right. this one's a good pass. So, and the, and the other thing, uh, talking about getting into the gozes and the sours and Berliner vices and things like that, there are some of them that are very sugared up. Mm-hmm. This is not like that. This is not a sugar bomb. Right. Yeah. And that's another thing that I really like about it. Is it, it doesn't just overpower you with just sugar just shoved in your face. Right, right. You know, it's 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 what it is supposed to be. Yeah. yeah. Lord, Lord, if I could re- remember what episode, but we did a whole episode on Gozas and their history and how they originated in Germany. And mm-hmm. it's based on the water profile mm-hmm. being extra minerally and salted. That's where they come from. And this is much more in line with that traditional style than what you're getting with if somebody puts out a smoothie sour or something, those are usually you know hyper candied. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Oh, absolutely. I've, I've drank gallons of those. I'm into those. Yeah, I'm into those as well. I'm not, but this is much more closer to that tradition. Uh, and with the uh, just the additive of a bright lime. Yes, it's what it's supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. So excellent, very excellent beers tonight. Uh, Grant, go ahead and just take the time to plug. Everywhere people can find Lincoln Ave, internet, every remind people of events coming up, just anything going on um, that you want people to know about. Yeah, so so you can find us on um, Facebook and Instagram. Um, and I'm I'm the worst guy in the world for that, but 
If you if you put in Lincoln, type in Lincoln Avenue Brewery, it's you're gonna you're gonna find us. If you mm-hmm. type in Lincoln Ave Brewery, you're gonna find a brewery in Calistoga, California. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. They they sell French fries. I know that because people call here and try to order fries. And I explain to them that we don't have a fryer. Yes, you yeah, it's on your menu. No. It's on no. somebody else's menu. <laughs> so if you type in Lincoln Avenue Brewery, you'll find us on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, we have a Twitter page, but it's not active really. So mm-hmm. um, events, um, you know, the June 19th is going to be a great event. We're going to have the street blocked off. We'll have food, beer. You'll be able to come inside, get drinks. Um, and then July 31st is the big blowout two-year anniversary party. Uh, We're probably going to try to do another one in August. Um, All I would say is, you know, if you haven't been out here, stop out and try us. Um, You know, we have a a nice location on the main drag. We have some outside seating, of course, unless it's raining, Mm -hmm. um, then we don't put our outside seating out. Um, But, you know, it's a kind of chill place to hang out. We have a great staff. Our our service staff is top notch. be hard pressed to come in here any night of the week and not see either Lisa or myself here. So stop in, say hi, uh, become part of the family and um, yeah. Hope to see you guys out. Oh, that's going to happen. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> now that I know there's a Rubens here, right? <laughs> <laughs> so main takeaways, everybody Rubens on Tuesdays, tacos on Thursdays. <laughs> Pickle dip and porter, come and get it. <laughs> and if there's a bad beer here, we don't know about it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, thanks again for Grant and Lisa to ha- having us out here and sitting down and talking with us. If you want to find us on social media, all you have to do is search Hop Nation USA and they'll get you Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And if you want to listen to brand new episodes of Hop Nation USA podcast every Friday, as you should, then search Hop Nation USA in your favorite podcatcher like Stitcher Podbean, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Player FM. Anything that starts in pod or ends in cast, we're on there. Leave a five-star review because... We are a six-Ruben sandwich show, but they only let us use five. And that's a bigger crime than Ruben's being only one day a week. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, thanks again for having us here. Yes, this is a Great fantastic time. time. Thank you for being here. I, thanks, I'm, guys. I'm it's glad you guys are the ones that we got to come and visit first. Oh. This is yeah. this is fantastic. This yes, was great. Yeah, we're we're excited. Glad you guys glad you guys made it back out. And glad you guys made it through the pandemic. I'll <laughs> be back out in the wild. We're, all, yes. we're always happy for businesses that you know we like and continue to thrive. So mm-hmm. yes, uh, and we'll definitely uh, we'll definitely be back out here for sandwiches and hopefully be back out here for your second anniversary. See what's going on with that. That sounds like a lot of fun. Excellent. But yeah. So. Thank you, everybody. Yeah. Uh, thank you, listeners. Uh, thank you for sticking around with us through us on Zoom. Yes. <laughs> they're going away, but we're going to still do some, but they're going away. But they're going away. <laughs> yes. So uh, thank you, everybody. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Yes. yes. All right. That's going to happen. <laughs> thank you, everybody. Have a good night. Check out Halloween is Forever. Forever.